Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey This Week. My name's Jude Hennessy. I'm the host of this show, which is all about faith and hope and love and life. And it's a show that goes out around Christian radio stations right around Australia. G'day to all of our partnering radio stations who, who take the show each and every week. It's a real honour to be part of the, the programming in so many regions around Australia and so many great radio stations. And to our many other listeners who tune in via various podcast apps or get this sent to them each and every week, welcome. And, and I hope you really are blessed by what you'll hear in today's show. We're going to be hearing from some fantastic people. We're going to be hearing from the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton, from down in the Bathurst area in New South Wales there. He's going to talk to us about pilgrimage, champion fella, another good mate of mine, Robert Falzon, who is... Uh, Fresh off a, a really big year of ministry, he's incredible, the, uh, the kilometres he does and the places he goes to, and, and Max Norden, our sound editor and producer, he's been able to have a bit of time with Robert and to, to work through some of the themes that were part of the, the wonderful Max 22 Men Alive conference, the theme of being renewed again. It was a big thing, and he's, he's talking about return, restoration of manhood, reconnecting with each other and uh, you're going to love the interview that uh, that Max has got with him today. Father Brian Lucas in this month of a focus on mission we're really pleased and and grateful to be hearing again from Father Brian Lucas who heads up Catholic Mission in Australia and the incredible work that they do in raising funds and backing programs that are supporting some of the neediest people right around the world. Mother Hilda Scott of course she's with us and really pleased to be hearing from Father Mark D. Batista. We're hearing from Father Mark a bit over the course of the next, the next uh, few weeks or so. He and, uh, and a host of others who've contributed to the Incarnate Advent and Christmas Reflections program for 22. He'll be doing a number of pieces for us connected with that program. But this week he's breaking open the gospel for us, which is Luke 21, 5 to 19. That's the, the gospel set down for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time where Jesus foretells of the destruction of the temple and Father Mark is going to talk to us about death and judgment and heaven and hell and reflect on the last things and what they mean for us personally. So lots to get through, some really, really solid content for you this week. Starting with Father Mark after we have the gospel proclaimed by Max Norden. Let's get into it now after Father Mark. We'll hear from Andrew Peterson and the song Dancing in the Minefields. After the break, Mother Hilda Scott faith, hope, love and life. That's what it's all about and you're on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When some of them were talking about the temple, remarking how it was adorned with fine stonework and votive offerings, Jesus said, All these things you are staring at now, the time will come when not a single stone will be left on another everything will be destroyed. And they put to him this question, Master, they said, when will this happen then? And what sign will there be that this is about to take place? Take care not to be deceived, he said, because many will come using my name and saying, I am he, and the time is near at hand. Refuse to join them. And when you hear of wars and revolutions, Do not be frightened, for this is something that must happen, but the end is not so soon. Then he said to them, Nation will fight against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and plagues and famines here and there. There will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. 
but before all this happens, men will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to imprisonment and bring you before kings and governors because of my name. And that will be your opportunity to bear witness. Keep this carefully in mind. You are not to prepare your defence, because I myself will give you an eloquence and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relations and friends, and some of you will be put to death. You will be hated by all men on account of my name, but not a hair of your head will be lost. Your endurance will win you your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Mark D. Battista. Jesus speaks to us today about the times when he will be about to come back from heaven to judge the living and the dead and declaring the end of the world. But he also says, do not be deceived. And in fact, by the end of the first century, there were three men who had come forward saying that they were the Christ. And of course, they were all false. And we know from history that in 70 AD, the Romans destroyed the temple and fulfilled the prophecy of Jesus. So today I want to reflect on what the last things are for us personally. And the church teaches us and has always taught us that they are death, judgment, heaven and hell. Heaven and hell are not popular topics for these days. But first of all, what is death? Death is the permanent separation of the soul from the body. Death isn't what you might call, well, some of those experiences people have on the operating table when they're clinically dead for seven or eight minutes or more and they see particular things. Sure, the soul is beginning to know in a particular way, but that's not death. That's a near-death experience. Death is the separation of the body from the soul, of course, until the resurrection from the dead. That's death. Now, judgment. What is judgment? Nobody likes to be judged. In judgment, God will reveal to us with impeccable clarity what it is that we have done. He will give us a verdict, the good and the bad, where we've been courageous and virtuous and full of faith and mercy, and where we have been selfish and arrogant and pig-headed and stubborn. There will be no scope for us to argue with it. It will be a verdict revealed to us, and we will know where we go from there. I'll leave heaven until the end. So what is hell? Hell is a real possibility. Hell is a necessary consequence, not only because it has been revealed to us as heaven has, but also because choice means I can choose God or reject him. And it would be a funny kind of free will that he gave us if at the end of my life, even if I've tried to resist him and reject him, that I'm rewarded by having to be with him for all eternity. So hell is a real possibility. And in hell, we will be separated from God, whoever, God forbid that it's any of us, but the damned will be separated from God for all eternity. They will be with the devil and all the other demons and God forbid with any other souls that may have been lost. Utter misery, utter unhappiness. 
But in heaven, we will see the blissful glory of God for all eternity. What St. Paul tells us, no mind has seen, no ear has heard. These are the beautiful things. And the joy and hope of heaven should spur us on, particularly in difficult times. So as we come to the approach, the end of the annual year, the liturgical year, let us remind ourselves once again that we are destined for heaven and to work for it with all our heart. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Well, I was 19, you were 21, the year we got engaged. And everyone said we were much too young, but we did it anyway. The rings for 40 each from a pawn shop down the road. And we said our vows and took the leap now 15 years ago. And we went dancing in the minefields. We went sailing in the storms. And it was harder than we dreamed, but I believe that's what the promise is for. two most famous last words the beginning of the end but to lose your life for another I've heard is a good place to begin cause the only way to find your life is to lay your own life down and I believe it's an easy price for the life that we've found and we're dancing in the Sailing in the storms And this is harder than we dream But I believe that's what the promise is for That's what the promise is for So when I lose my way Find me and when I lose love's chains Bind me at the end of all my faith To the end of all my days
listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. The story is told of a Sufi mystic who was known for his holiness and his capacity to get the message of goodness out there in sometimes different and alternative ways. One day he went down to the marketplace and began crawling around on all fours, under the stalls, around people's feet, into little corners. Some of his disciples saw him and asked him what he was doing. I'm looking for my keys, he said, I can't find them. Well, we'll help you. And they too crawled around the marketplace, under the stalls, around people's feet, into the little corners. After some time of fruitless searching, they said, Master, we haven't found them, and we've scoured this market. Where did you last have those keys? In my house, the master replied. Then why aren't you looking in your house? They asked in disbelief. Because it's too dark in there, and I need light to find them. Isn't this true of us sometimes? We look in the wrong places for the answers we need. Some people tell me they can't find God. He just isn't around. And they begin to live accordingly, as though, hey, I can't find God, therefore he isn't here. The answer is a simple one. Where did you last see him? Go back there. You may just pick up the familiar trail of his presence again. It's not God who's moved when we can't find him, it's us. Take up the familiar things of God as you've known them and they'll lead you to where he just might be taking you. God actually can't be lost. Thank you to Mother Hilda Scott there who asked the question in a piece that she called Where Did You Last See God? That's Wisdom from the Abbey and that was Mother Hilda Scott. Thank you to her and for her weekly contribution that she makes to this show, reminding us that uh, if we're looking for stuff, we're looking for answers, and we're looking for God, we've got to look in the right places. And it's not God who moves if we can't find him. It's uh, it's us that shifted. So continue to be looking at what's going on inside ourselves. After the break, we'll be hearing from Father Brian Lucas, and specifically wants to talk about becoming aware of the needs of the poor, and a great story about uh, Pauline Jericot. First up, though, Wren Collective, The Joy of the Lord. Great song, and after the break, a bit of Andrew Ripp, Fill My Cup. Father Brian Lucas is not too far away. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. Though the tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. In the dead of night, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. Though the waters rise, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Brian Lucas, the National Director of Catholic Mission. 200 years ago, in the year 1822, there was a young French woman by the name of Pauline Jarico. She was the daughter of a very wealthy silk merchant in Lyon. One day she went to church. She heard a sermon that made her realise that her privileged life needed to change. She was suddenly aware of the needs of the poor 
And she thought to herself, what will the opportunity be for me, perhaps to help those people not so well off? And what she did was that she gathered the other women in her father's silk factory, and they formed what we would consider today to be something like a prayer group. And they met regularly for prayer, particularly for prayer for the mission churches and prayer for those people not so well off. And each time they met, they put in a common fund, the smallest coin, what we would call today a penny or a cent. And that group of 10 then expanded and the 10 became hundreds and the hundreds became thousands. And right through France and then right around the world, this organisation developed. It came to be known as the Society for the Propagation of the Faith. It came to Australia 175 years ago. And so what we do when we go back and think about the life of Pauline Jericho, we think of a young woman who wanted to change the world. Now, one person can't change the world, but she said, I was the match that lit the flame. The smallest contribution that an individual can make can have a ripple effect right around the world so that we have an awareness of the needs of others and in a very modest way, according to our own circumstances, we try to do something about it. Pauline had a difficult life. Things didn't always go swimmingly for her. She had the vision of setting up a, a factory that would be an ideal workplace for the community. This was the time when workers were very often exploited. And sadly, some people that she went into business partnership with swindled her and she died in poverty. But notwithstanding that, the church has remembered her. And on the 22nd of May, 2022, in Lyon, there was a large gathering of the different network of the Pontifical Mission Societies. And according to the Catholic Church tradition, she was declared blessed, the final step towards canonization. And people have reflected on her life and the inspiration she gives to many other young people. Don't waste your life, think about others, and when you give to others, you receive so much more yourself. Thanks so much to Father Brian Lucas there. What a great story of the founder of the Pontifical Mission Society, formed by Paul Angericott, and with a small group of people, has formed an organisation now that has literally got thousands and thousands of people that are doing the great work of that society. And that's a good reminder of what individuals, when they set their mind to it and put resources and put their money where their mouth is, put how they've been blessed into the hands and the, the providence of God can do incredible things. After the break, here's another guy who's done just that, Robert Falzon, incredible guy, founder of Men Alive, was a very, very successful businessman, Australian Small Business Owner of the Year at a particular point in time. Yeah, sold it all and did so over 20 years ago pretty much on the notion that God was calling him to something to renew the church and to renew manhood in this country, and that's um, that's what he's done. He's taken the very good resources that he was able to glean from being very successful in business and say to God, what do you want me to do with it now? And that's what he's been doing. What an incredible stepping out in faith and what a huge impact he's had as a result. He's going to talk to us in an interview with Max Norton about uh, some of the themes that came out in Men Alive to the Max in this 2022 conference that they had. Really wonderful to have such a fervent disciple in, in Robert Falzon speaking to us this week on the show. That's after the break. First up, though, here's Phil Wickham and the song When My Heart Is Torn Asunder. Faith, hope, love and life. So glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. My heart is torn asunder 
and life. This is The Journey. In our ongoing series of Men Alive, again, I'm talking to Robert Felzon and I'm recording this as part of the Men Alive 2022 National Gathering in Sydney. Robert, as part of this gathering, 
there have been four key workshops that you've put on this weekend. Can you take me through the concept behind these workshops and why did you pick them? Yeah, so gathering men, anybody in church work trying to gather men is a difficult task. So what we've tried to do is we've tried to make it very practical. We've tried to give men tools, tips and ideas to go home and be a better husband, a better father and a better man of God. So um, we do that in, in a workshop format. The workshop format is run four topics twice each uh, over the over the weekend so so a man can go to two workshops over the weekend and there are four workshops to choose um the theme this year was renew we called the weekend renew because there was a lot of people who have been not going to -to face-to-face events because of covid and this is one of the first face-to-face events um, for men post-covid We call it Renew, and the workshops are called Return, Restore, Reclaim, and Reconnect, using the theme of Re. Uh, The first one was Return, the Journey of a Man. Uh, The second one was uh, Restore, the, the Importance of a Prayer Life and a Devotional Life. The third one was Reclaim, Healthy Sexuality and Intimacy. And the fourth one is Reconnect, The Power of Authentic Brotherhood. I might just quickly run a, run through those. Uh, to, so the journey of a man is really about the ascent journey of a man and then the descent journey, the same story of Jesus, but in an ordinary man's life, where it's necessary for us to grow up, to grow in, and then grow out, to do the work of interior work and to do the work on self, to become a better person. Restore the, is the importance of prayer life. Most men are lackadaisical about their prayer life. We show men how to do a prayer life in using the scriptures and a, and a method we call SOAP, S-O-A-P, scripture, observation, application and prayer. And we emphasise the brilliance and the beauty of the scriptures and the importance to spend time in the scriptures every day. A prayer life will help to make and maintain godly manliness. And the third one is about this sexuality. You know, there is a chronic plague amongst men in the area of pornography and their sexuality. And we try to have honest conversations with the men in regards to these problems and put some practice in place to try and overcome this thing which is taking men out of the game. And the fourth one, reconnect, is the power of authentic brotherhood. Men in contemporary society have been sold a lie. And the solo man is a heresy. A man cannot do life on his own. Even Jesus said that. A man needs a band of brothers, three or four men, who know everything about him and he's able to be sh- share everything about his life and they all share their lives and they become close by being vulnerable. The power of that bond is very hard to break. So that's what we emphasise. We've got guys who present on these weekends are ordinary men. They're not theologians. They're not pastors of churches. They're ordinary men who share their lives in an ordinary way, but somehow or other God comes and spectacular things happen. Great. Thanks for explaining that to us. Keep listening to the journey because... Over the weekend, I've been recording a number of the the men at this conference. You're going to hear their faith stories in an upcoming Journey radio show. 
keep your ear out for that. And Robert, thanks very much for being part of today's show. Absolute joy, Max. You're doing a great job and a great mission. Thank you. Thanks so much to Robert Fowles on there and to Max Norton who ran that interview, speaking about the, the key themes and the key focus that were a part of the Men Alive to the Max 22 National Conference. It was great to be able to be in the same place at the same time as so many other men. I was part of that uh, that conference, did a little bit of music out there for them, did a bit of a leading of the worship, some incredible guys. As Robert says in those sort of instances, good to be able to bring the coals together and to reignite the fire amongst amongst brothers. And that's uh, very much what so many elements of the church needs at the moment. A bit more music now. We hear from Matt Maher. After the break, rounding out the show for us is the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. He's going to talk to us about the power of pilgrimage, faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end. I really hope that you're enjoying the journey.
Bring the ones who are laden. Bring them on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness and now here's the bush deacon josh clayton so by the time you hear this the bathurst diocese will have had its first setting out pilgrimage a pilgrimage for those preparing and those also who aren't preparing to attend world youth day next year It's been an interesting journey in the lead up to this pilgrimage because one of the things about it was the attempt to keep it simple. In the spirit of the Camino and all those different experiences that so many people have been through in Europe and as well as even in Australia, we've tried to keep it as simple as possible. Because in some ways, if you keep it as simple as possible, you can have the time to reflect on what is the most important thing in your life. The walk included time in our cathedral, walking to a pilgrimage point where Mary MacKillop and Julian Tennyson Woods established the first settlement of Josephite sisters in New South Wales, but also some time at the Dyson Shrine and part of a parish community. Why is pilgrimage important? Why does it matter? Why do we even do it? Because in some ways it's easier just to stay in our lounges and watch TV and have a drink. It's not something really easy. Whenever I go on pilgrimage and when others go on pilgrimage, it's always something that gives them a new insight, a new insight into themselves, a new insight into their faith, but importantly, a new insight into their God. Pilgrimage doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be traveling around the world like some of us may be blessed to be able to do, traveling to the Holy Land or being part of something such as World Youth Day. It could just be making a pilgrimage to your local church to your local community. It could just be taking some time to walk around the block and pray. Pilgrimage is something that transforms and changes. And those that have been on pilgrimage often talk of the great impact it has on their view of life and of their faith. I myself look forward to those times where you can break away from what you do every day. Just break away and take the time to think and to pray. Pilgrimage Travelling away is a blessed thing to be able to do. 
But the challenge for each of us is to take that little moment of pilgrimage each and every day. What can we go and do that will help unite us to our God more? Where can we go? Where can we walk to allow ourselves to be with our loving God? That's the key to pilgrimage. How can we do it? Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's on all this stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is song to finish with there, Ann Wilson, featuring Crowder and the song My Jesus. 
Thanks to the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton from down Bathurst Way, speaking about the power of pilgrimage and the experience of pilgrimage that they've just had in their region down there in Bathurst, and pointing us to and encouraging us in our own settings and our own regions to think about a slow, purposeful walk through your local community and what uh, impact that would have, not only on your church, but on the community if you're doing that, allowing yourselves to pray and journey with and, and through and amidst your your community and in all of the community spaces. Thanks for all of the contributors to, to, as we said, just the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton, to Robert Falzon from Men Alive, Father Brian Lucas from Catholic Mission Australia, Mother Hilda Scott, and to Father Mark DiBattista, who kicked off the show for us, breaking open this week's gospel. We've loved bringing you the show this week. We're getting so close to the start of the Advent season, which is very, very exciting. You've still got some time to order the Incarnate Advent and Christmas Reflections program. They're a beautiful booklet with a daily walk through the scriptures, the, the readings of the day that are part of the, the Office of Readings and the readings at church that we have daily. There's always a psalm, there's a New Testament or Old Testament reading, and there's a gospel reading each day. And, and the writers have chosen a particular phrase or theme that have been picked out in one of those readings just to help us journey together to Christmas. It's wonderful. We, we do the same thing with Easter and the Advent program is proving just as popular over the last few years. Congratulations to Dan Hopper and Jeremy Ewan and all the contributors. Literally tens and tens and tens of thousands of copies that are going out right around Australia being used across churches, primarily, obviously, in, in our own denomination, the Catholic Church, but there's lots and lots of churches that are using it. I've got some mates in the Baptist Church that grab it and they just say, oh, it's a great little walk in faith towards Christmas. And I know there's a number of churches that do it as a bit of a combined Bible study leaving into into Christmas as well, which is just powerful, huh? Anyhow, get it. Go to the Diocese of Wollongong website, dow.org.au. You can order that and we can get it to you before the, the start day, which is not too far away. About a week and a bit left. Okay. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. We'll be doing it all again next week. Hope you can join us. And don't forget, you can go to jcr.org.au. If you heard something you heard today, if you heard something you liked today, you can pass it on to someone else. You can listen to it again, and you can sign up and get this sent to you as a weekly podcast so you never have to miss a show. Faith, hope, love, and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and it's been a pleasure being with you on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norton from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.